Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. And are you ready for some football? We're on the phone with Scotty Melvin. And he's going to break down the Class 1A for you. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm ready for some football. Are you? I get more and more ready by the day. All right. Anyway, uh, we've got some big news here. There's a couple uh, uh, games that we may be uh, getting some coverage for you on. I know one for sure, but uh, tell us about this eight-man uh, uh, showcase and then this uh, game at Kinnick Stadium. Well, buddy, I'm going to pop by, pick you up, and we're going to head west. We're going to go to Martinsdale, a little town south of Des Moines. Got a, they've got a turf field, so they can play as many games as they want and not worry about tearing it up. Uh, so they're, they're hosting a doubleheader. 2 p.m., we'll see the Winfield Mount Union Wolves take on the Audubon Wheelers. We're familiar with both these teams. One's, you know, our area team, the Wolves, and uh, – the Wheelers we saw in the playoffs up at Waco had a spectacular experience watching them play. Following that game, our own Waco Warriors will take on the Southeast Warren, uh, I believe they're the Hawks. And they're hyped to be a, a dome-caliber team this year as well. So we may have four uh, a preview in this showcase of four heavyweights in the eight-man um, field right off the bat in week zero. How exciting is that? Yeah, they're, they're all contenders. You know, they, they're all going to take a shot at the title. They sure will. And I know uh, Waco suffered a few senior losses. Audubon did as well. I don't know much about Southeast Warren other than I see their name in the rankings a lot and whatnot for small school football. So they're well-known. Um, they're supposed to be high-powered. We all know about Winfield Mount Union and the upcoming uh, junior class they've got. Um, those guys are poised for big things, I think. Well, uh, tell us about this uh, announcement of a high school game at Kinnick Stadium. Yeah, so that just came across my Twitter feed, you know, as I'm scrolling through at work yesterday. I about jumped out of my chair there at break time when I was uh, looking at all the sports news and found out that uh, Iowa City Liberty is going to take on City High at Kinnick Stadium uh, Friday, August 26th. That's pretty. That, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. That's how we. That's how we promote, and that's how we expand high school football. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, it's kind of a kind of a strange thing that this hasn't been done before. Well, uh, let's get into let's get into the class one A, and uh, let's let's uh, you know everybody's. Everybody graduated last year. Every team is facing a, a Herculean challenge of replacing all these uh, seniors that are gone. And uh, go ahead and uh, let's let's just get the rundown on it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna start with my predictions, and there you are, uh, boy, really off the cuff. And I'll be interested to hear what Coach Jensen has to say because 
I know Sigourney Kyoto themselves suffered a lot of uh, losses due to senior graduation, but they're not alone in that district. District 1A6 has graduated a ton of talent from, you know, one through six in the district, every team. Um, in fact, you might say the last place, the uh, Van Buren Warriors from last year might return the most of their, their uh, core. But uh, will that be enough to move them up from the bottom? I don't know. But so I'm going to start off and I'm going to go ahead with Sigourney Kyoto because I think that Coach Jensen has enough talent coming up. I think that he's got uh, a program established there and those types of, of uh, teams, they, they don't rebuild, they reload. So I think that's what's going to happen this year for the Cobras. I think Sigourney Kyoto is going to be okay. Will they be as good as last year? That remains to be seen. They could be better. But uh, we'll go with their, their key losses, man. And, and you know all these kids. I know them all. We watched them play baseball all summer. Cade Mullenix went for almost 2,000 rushing yards last year and 26 touchdowns. That's a really hard uh, kid to replace right off the bat. You got Colton Clarahan, the spin back quarterback. He rushed for another 710. Um, he was a great kicker for him. Won a couple of games for him with his foot. He's gone off to college. Levi Crawford's gone off to college. He was a really good uh, halfback for him. Rushed for almost 400 yards. Caught some passes out of the backfield. Um, you know, senior leader, great athlete. Evan Dawson's gone. Kate Eagle's gone. Zach Smith, a stud lineman's gone off to college. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of your uh, production right there graduating but they've got returning a, and i got a whole list of kids and we don't have to go through all of them but you know you've got reed molinex and sawyer stout caleb waterhouse aiden anderson chase searin uh a whole batch of clarahan kids that are their cousins isaac bruns who we saw play baseball hit a home run or two as a freshman so you know he's got some uh, some strength in him and some size and he's young but he uh, he'll learn and then the kid that uh Contributed mightily last year on a defensive end, Evan Vidito. And he really stood out to me when I watched them at uh, Sigourney Kyoto in the playoff game against Waterloo Columbus. He was one of those kids that, for me, passed that eye test. He's, he's going to be something, and he already is. But now he's heading into his junior year, so he's got some experience under his belt. And I think uh, Coach Jensen can lean on kids like him and, and have another great season ahead. Yeah, he's a wide body. We saw him at baseball. He he's big and stout, isn't he? He is. He's got he's got the size you want for a defensive lineman. Um, I tell you, he he plays aggressively, and I, I think he's going to be. I think he'll emerge as a leader, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and and maybe on the offensive side. You know, I can only go off of uh, last year's stats and what I think might happen this year. Coach Jensen is the one out there. You know, all the coaches are seeing what their kids are doing in in practice and in the summer. So. You know, it'll be interesting to see just who steps up and, and takes on that uh, that role to fill the gap these seniors have left. So, uh, so what, what else we got? I'm going to go with Pella Christian back again at the two spot. You know, they finished eight and two last year, had a great season. But as I'm, as I'm scouring through their, their lineup, they've got that amazing quarterback, and I cannot pronounce his last name. <laughs> so I'm going to call him Isaac K. It starts with a K, but he accounted for 36 total touchdowns between his throwing and rushing last year. Kind of remind you of a 1A version of uh, of Cam Buffington. He put up a ton of numbers, and it's not that they didn't have other kids that did, but they had three really good receivers. They're all graduated. So we saw last year in eight-man when Eddie Burgess lost all those uh, receivers he had from the year before, how Montezuma went from a state champion to – 
a really good playoff team, but uh, a team that's pass heavy that doesn't have as much talent at receiver from year to year, you know, that, that could spell trouble. Um, but, you know, they may have somebody waiting in the wings too. And that I don't know because the stats aren't there. There's nothing for me to go on. But I'm going to, I'm going to say Pelos Christian is a lot like Sigourney Kyoto. They have a program established. They're going to reload more than they will rebuild. And Isaac K at quarterback is quite a piece to build around. I think they're probably good for, for the two spot in district one, a six next year or this year, I should say. So that brings me to some, some teams that I don't know as much about, and you probably don't either. Central Decatur and Pleasantville. I kind of got them at uh, the three, four spots based on, you know, what they returned, but they, they too have lost a lot of seniors. Um, Pleasantville's got a, a quarterback named Parker Sheets. He threw for seven touchdowns last year, and they've got their leading rusher back, Dylan Ammons, but they lost their top two receivers. So that's that's a pretty major hurdle to overcome. They do have a, a defensive back. He's only going to be a sophomore, I believe, this year, Caleb Cook. He had 57 tackles. Those are good numbers for a defensive player. Um, so they've got something to build on there. Um, Central Decatur. They lost uh, their leader, Matt Booth, at quarterback. He also led them in rushing. So you've got a dual threat guy that's gone. Those are always hard to replace. Um, but their leading rusher, running back uh, Evan Wallace, he's a junior. He does return. But they also lost their best receivers that put up uh, the most numbers. They've got a young uh, defensive end, Kale Rockhold, that had uh, 51 tackles. That's pretty good numbers from a defensive end. You don't see a lot of uh, defensive yeah, that, that's a lot of tackles from a defensive lineman. So they've got a piece on defense there. So I don't know about you, but I, I've got Central Decatur and Pleasantville at the three sport, four spots, and I've kind of got arrows drawn. Like I don't either one of these teams. I think is going to finish in that that middle and maybe grab that. I think they only get three playoff spots in that district. So one of them's going to grab that. I think. Moving on down. Um, this one's kind of a toss-up too, and I hate to I hate to say it, but our, our Cardinal Comets uh, they lost so much production. They lose uh, Maddox Jones at quarterback. They lose Griffin Griner, who led them in just about every statistical category except for except for passing. I mean, uh, you, when you look through their roster, all their leading rushers gone. You know, Maddox Jones, Griffin Griner, Blaine Bryant, Ian Lyles, all those kids graduated. Uh, Landon Becker was a, a good receiver for him. He's graduated. All those kids contributed mightily on defense. And so who's going to step up in place? How, how do you replace a kid like Maddox Jones that, you know, he threw for almost 1,900 yards, 23 touchdowns, and completed over 60% of his passes. If you remember from last fall, we talked about how that used to be unheard of, a high school kid completing that uh, high of a percentage. But uh, here we are, and, and they lose all those kids. So. I've kind of got them at the uh, I've got them at the five spot, but Van Buren finished last last year at two and six. They're returning their their core, and those kids are all seniors, so that bodes well for them. For them, I think they could jump up and maybe not finish in in last place in the district this year. They've got Jackson Manning at quarterback. He passed for you know six hundred sixty two yards and nine touchdowns. He had five interceptions on defense, so he's a he's a key contributor on both sides of the ball. Uh, Wyatt Mertens rushed for three hundred and forty yards, which isn't a ton, but it's eight one eight point one yards per carry. So that's uh, that must be a fast kid there. Uh, Sam Warth, kind of the same deal, four hundred thirty yards rushing, six point well six yards per carry. 
I mean, that's those are good numbers. Those those are uh, good kids to have coming back if you're Van Buren. Uh, they got a kid, Anthony Dunn. Didn't put up a ton of receiving stats, but he caught five touchdowns. They got their tight end coming back, and uh, you know, a kid uh, at the defensive end spot for Van Buren that recorded 61 tackles. So there's a couple of stud defensive linemen in the district uh, for Cardinal and Van Buren. And those are pieces to build around. And so, you know, it's one of those deals if you've got enough underclassmen coming up that didn't get a lot of playing time that are hungry, that have been working hard, a lot of good things could happen. And everything I've just talked about could go right out the window. Well, I'll tell you what. I talked to Coach Jensen about this. And as much as you and I and the coaches are going to miss last year's seniors, the, there is a, a group of players that are not crying any tears about all those spots being open. And those are the underclassmen, you know, Absolutely. the guys that have been, you know, sitting the bench and waiting for their turn. And now it's their turn. Yeah. And sometimes um, the attention, and it's not that they're jealous of their buds that, that graduated or anything, but the attention that those kids got, the kids coming up that were sitting behind them waiting for their chance, they're even hungrier uh, than, than the kids that were ahead of them and, and they go out and they prove themselves and they, you end up with a better team than, than you had the year before. And you're like, wow, where'd that come from? I've seen that happen many times over the years where you're, you're thinking, oh, too many guys graduated from, from last year's team that accomplished so much. Well, you, you better look out for the kids that were sitting behind them because they've been waiting for their chance and now they've got it and, you know, they seize it. Well, we sure, uh, some of these schools like Sigourney were just uh, uh, putting kids in college left and right, weren't they? Yeah, there's a ton of them. And, of course, it, it uh, covers kind of all the sports, too. Um, but you've been talking about it quite a bit yourself. The, the fact that these kids play these multiple sports, it just seems to really sharpen them for whatever's coming next. And, uh, you know, so I, I've enjoyed watching, especially for Sigourney Kyoto, and I'm assuming that, you could say the same for the rest of these teams in the district that I did not get to see in the summer. But I mean, I'm looking through this list of Sigourney Kyoto's returning players. I'm seeing a ton of their, uh, their baseball players. Yeah. All of them played baseball. It seems like just about either for Sigourney yeah. or Kyoto, you know, and uh, both teams had excellent seasons. Both teams had to face adversity and overcome it. You know, both, yeah. you know, I mean, they just, let, let's just, and there's one position in baseball and that I think is uh, if you can play this position in baseball, it will make you much better as a cornerback or a safety in football and that's center field. If sure. you yeah. play center field in baseball, you will learn to look at the ball and run to it. And if you do the exact same thing as a safety in particular, you will uh, get a lot of interceptions, you know, it's, it's the exact same, you know, in fact, you know, center fielders and, uh, uh, safeties and cornerbacks, if they can take some of what they do in in baseball and apply that to football, it'll be, it'll uh, it'll really change things. And and football is a turnover game, isn't it? Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, it's a game of skill for sure. But uh, yeah, there's a a game can get turned big time on a single turnover. It doesn't have to be a, a batch of them, or you know like you see in baseball when there's a batch of errors that can turn a game, football can turn on one turnover yeah. and that's all it takes. Well, I would say the team that gets the most turnovers probably wins 90% of the time, don't they? 
you've given yourself a lot better chance if you can get those. Uh, and I will, I'd throw out there two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was, when uh, uh, Washington Demons had uh, a spot to fill on their schedule and welcome to the uh, Bettendorf Bulldogs to town. And everybody thought that, hey, this is great for Washington. They get to play up a class uh, to a state power. and They have no chance of winning. And two interceptions won that game for the Demons. One of them got returned for a touchdown late in the game, and that was the difference. And so there you have it. That's uh, That'll prove you right there that <laughs> turnovers can swing a football game mightily. Well, is that pretty much it for 1A? That's that's 1A District 6, and I will tell you it took me a lot of time to put that together. I didn't talk about every single uh, kid that I wrote down or stat that I wrote down or anything because it would just take too long. But we've got others. Um, Mediapolis, I believe, is in 1A. So I'll have to dig into their district and uh, see who else we've got, you know, in the, in the area that plays with them because I can't remember from last year. Things have changed some over the years. and I haven't got it all straight in my head yet, but the information's on the net, so we'll, we'll dig it up from there. All right, well, we'll, we'll get to we'll... – as soon as you can get it together, get with me, and we'll we'll put it up. And I'll try to get the Mediapolis coach. Uh, if I can get him to cooperate with me, we'll get it on there. But uh, really want to uh, thank both Winfield's coach and Sigourney's coach for, you know, working with me. And uh, I'll try to get – I'm going to get the interview with uh, – I just did yesterday with Coach Jensen, uh, uh, the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras. And uh, I'll try to get one coach from the division you're talking about to put up with your, you know, with your analysis. So we'll give you a good, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Uh, Not really. Um, I have started working on our, our Southeast Iowa class a district five. That really doesn't, you know, it's four four area teams and outside of Wapolo, everybody's in kind of a rebuild mode, but I'm excited for Columbus junction. Um, I think they've got a a super athlete, Caden Amagon to build around. They just missed the playoffs last year. I think with the class they got returning, they might get in there this year or at least fight real hard. And so I'm kind of excited to, to get into that. Well, thanks for being with us, Scott. Anytime. I'll talk football all day. We'll get you ready for some football, people. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Stay stay listening, folks, because we're going to have a lot more football for you to get ready for. Thanks a lot.